You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So this week on the podcast, we are entering into one of those uh, sacred seasons of the life of the church where um, you may have special services, special events, um, all sorts of things going on where you'll have guests. And I use the term guest because I feel like that when someone comes into your congregation for the first time, they are your guest. They're not a visitor. Um, It's just a it's a. I know it's a somatic thing. It's something that I've always kind of used the last few years because I find that a little bit healthier um, because sometimes guests are just going to be guests. They're not looking for a place to land. And uh, and this week we want to talk about how we can have better hospitality, uh, better ways of um, kind of engaging our guests when they come to our special places and services throughout uh, the season. And so, Zach, as you think about that, what are some kind of thoughts that prop up to you? You know, probably the the core thing that that piques my interest when talking about hospitality in the church today is, gosh, it, a lot of things, really. Um, it seems like we should have this conversation every couple of years, but it's super, super important now because we're coming out of the pandemic and hospitality has changed. And we're now looking at in-person hospitality, online hospitality, um, you know, and everything in between. And, and like you said, people are showing up to our space, um, our services, you know, the things that we're doing and, and often do during Advent and Christmas more so than other times of the year. There, there's something special about Advent uh, that draws people in and, and brings some comfort. But I, 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 think, you're, I think you're right. You, you touched on briefly guests. People aren't necessarily looking for a permanent space. They're they're looking for a place to be, to find some hope and healing, to find some sacred space for a moment, um, whatever that moment is, right? Whether that's kind of short-term one visit or, or one time popping in or maybe just a season. But uh, remembering that it's just that, right? Like there's other ways to engage people and welcome people in outside of Sunday morning. And I think our hospitality has to reach beyond that. And maybe what we've got stuck in in the last 10 to 15 years of thinking about hospitality is it's a Sunday morning thing and a always attract people back to the Sunday morning deal where maybe the conversation's different now, especially coming, coming post pandemic and, and, circling back into a new normal that people are watching us online and maybe we'll pop in from time to time, maybe never, but they're, they're present in different ways. And what's our hospitality reach and look like beyond a Sunday morning? I think, I think that's the question I have and, and I'm trying to answer in my own, my own congregation. Well, and I think that like the thing that you and I both wrestle with is in this new paradigm that we're in in church is the the reality is, is that if they're coming into your facility, either they've done their research and they're coming because they like what they saw and they want to see if it's real or they um, are um, in 
a space where they need that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not, um, they're looking for something more and deep, uh, and they saw what you offered and they like, I, and I think that that's where, you know, it begins. They used to say it begins at your front door. Now it begins, uh, on your digital door and what yeah. your digital presence is. You have to have a digital presence. You have to, I know this is hard for some people to hear because now right. as we're in this new season that we're in, there are people that are saying, I want to do away with online. I want to do away with these things. And I'm going to, I'm here to tell you, if you do that, don't expect to get new people. Right. Because that's where they're looking. And and maybe they've been hurt by their church. Maybe something happened and they like look to see how you're, uh, are you inclusive? And maybe they saw something that you were inclusive. And, 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 and I think that the idea of hospitality extends out into everything we do. And this is something I talk about pretty much every Sunday that, every opportunity is an opportunity to share the, the good news. It's an opportunity of hospitality. It's an opportunity of, of invitation. Um, but for me, it's um, one, when you have a guest, for those of you who are listening, if you are attend a worship space and you have a guest, um, don't overwhelm them. Uh, I have a rule of five. Uh, so we do a greeting time here. I'm, I actually like the greeting time and that's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. But um, one of the things that I do in greeting time is I always try to greet people that I didn't greet the last week, either members or non-members, but I also have a rule of five. My rule of five is, is if there are five congregants that have engaged the new visitor, I don't need to for a lot of reasons. One, I don't want them to be overwhelmed. Uh, I don't want them to feel like, Oh, look, new blood, like, Oh, let's get them on the committee. Um, I don't (laughs) think that way. Um, I'm all about relationships. And uh, for me, relationship building is, is, is best. And, and we had this experience uh, a week ago, uh, two weeks ago at, at church where it, the role five was engaged. And so I didn't go greet these new guests. But one of the things that I loved is that my church members did a really great thing. Hey, have you met our pastor yet? And they brought me over and we taught, we had a genuine conversation and we built a relationship. Um, and we have to learn how to be better relationship builders. We can't make an invitation to someone to be a part of us until we know them, until we build a relationship with them. And that starts in that general conversation when they're first there. Hey, how's it going? My name is, your name is, and make sure that we use their name two to three times because that's how you make people feel welcomed when they hear their name again and again and again. Um, And far too often, I think churches find themselves um, in a shallow greeting pool, that they're not willing to do the work that they need to uh, to build those relationships and just say, Hey, look, we're a church. You should want to come. You know, and that's, that's the thing, right? Is I've seen, especially in your, your smaller, uh, congregations, I've seen that very thing where new people have walked in the door, uh, especially a family. I watched a family walk in the door to church that I was visiting or guest preaching at, and they had teenagers and they invited the teenagers to run the PowerPoint for the day. This was literally their first time in the door. And, you know, they, they came to it from a genuine space of trying to get people involved and plug in, but there's a point of overwhelmment, right? Uh, and if you're visiting a church for the first time, we all have that limit. Some are, some are different than others, but I guarantee you a first time visitor, first time guest, does not want to run your PowerPoint. <laughs> they don't want to pray. Uh, they really probably don't want to be acknowledged in the prayer time of, hey, please stand up and tell us who you are. Um, they they want to feel welcomed. Uh, they want to feel um, like 
what they did that morning meant something not only on a spiritual level, but on a personal level, right? They're coming to meet people and to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And it takes all of us to remember our first time walking in the door, whether that was when we were born because we're cradle Methodist in churches or when we moved into a new community and didn't know anybody and found the Methodist church, right? Or found whatever church we're going to. It's important. Um, You know, I not to deep dive into a bunch of things like asset mapping and saying what our <laughs> building space and physical space and worship space and, and orders of worship inside and outside of the church look like. That's important too. Um, clean up your clutter, right? Yes. Uh, throw the insider language away. Get rid of your acronyms, things like that. Even in your speech, quit saying UMW or UMF or whatever, right? United Methodist or United Women in Faith. Yeah, UWF. Um, quit saying those things tell people what it is, right? Um, the insider language and things that we use don't build relationships. Like Matt said, it, it, it alienates people. And so it's just an intentionality of building those relationships with folks, both in a very, very meaningful sense of just saying hello and learning their name and then taking pride in your space and how you include people and moments in worship and make those sacred both in person and online. Yeah, and I think it's key that um, it's always helpful to have, um, outsiders come in and help you understand where it could be better. Um, and that's one of the nice things that Zach and I have, have right now is that we are the outsiders. Um, we, um, we're bringing that perspective of like, here's what I see. Here's what doesn't make sense. Here's what, here's what we need to do to be better. And it's not that it's what you were doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just what you're doing doesn't really make sense to someone who's new. And, and the shift, the healthiness of it is, is shifting from having, um, doing what you've always done. Cause let's be real. There's not very many churches that can say we've, you know, we've done this and it's continually helping us grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, let's be real. The, the church, the church is in decline. And I think it's because of, um, lack of relationship building, um, unwillingness to change what needs to be changed. Um, and, um, just being flat out jerks. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think that those three things can easily be fixed, uh, and remedied. Um, and I think the same thing, like when we have these seasons that we're in, it's not about getting them back into the pews. It's about letting them know that, Hey, we're here and we're here for you. If there's right. anything we can do for you, let us know. Right. Um, and I think that that, that invitation starts, uh, with all of us that we should strive to build those relationships and that. It's not about getting them into the pews uh, every Sunday. It's about just ha- letting them know that there is a faith community that will love them and support them uh, in, in whatever they've got going on in their lives. Yeah, and I think that's that's Advent and Christmas. That's this season. And you know, when, when we think about the way we've always done it and done things during this season, our guests, the people who haven't been around for a billion of these seasons, they don't know. They don't care what we've always done and how we've always done it. They don't know that. Um, but we do. And so it's, it's re-gearing ourselves to what's working, what makes people feel yeah. at home and comfortable and, and what, what's that spark to build that relationship? Um, and how do we, how do we just be honest with ourselves of, Hey, that thing doesn't work anymore. Here's how we grow it. Here's how we get better. Um, and here's how we create the sacred space, um, for this season. Cause that's what it's, that's what it's about. People are, people are looking to come to church during Advent to find those pieces of hope, peace, joy, and love, right? To, to find some familiar things that they, they, they may know, but yeah, maybe not live out or 
right, uh, be in tune with each and every day. Well, and I think of Home Alone when he ran to the church and was <laughs> yeah. sitting in the church and he got to right. meet his aggressor, like the person that he was scared of in the church. Mm-hmm. And when he built that relation, like, like, oh, wow, talk about a great opportunity. Like, talk about like mind blowing. Like, and this just literally hit me, like how that would be. That's a great example of how to be church is that like, mm-hmm. hey, we have this space. You came together. And even though that like you definitely had some rubs you had a common ground of being in a safe space to where you could actually get to know one another. And, um, you know, it obviously changed the relationship <laughs> throughout the whole movie or for the rest of the movie. But uh, I think that what we as a church can learn from Jesus and that how Jesus built relationships before he, he, you know, um, asked the big thing. Right. Um, and um, I even think of when he invited the the early disciples to come and fish with him, he engaged them on their level. He met them where they're at. He didn't ask them initially to be part of something until he knew them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that that's important for us as a church to be reminded of is that we can't invite people to be a part of us until we're ready uh, to get to know the new person, the neighbor. Well, and it, until they get to see what they're being a part of, right? Yeah. Um, that's big. The, the relationship on that goes both ways. It's not a get to know them so they'll do things and be a part of it. It's getting to know them so that we're in this together. So I think it's a good place to land. I, th- I think as you think about this, as you're getting ready for your blue Christmas and carol services and Christmas pageant, all the things, I mean, they're literally all the things that happen all this season. they are happening. Um, <laughs> ask yourself if you're a church leader or even, a, even if you're a butt and pew person where that's just your role, Um, What are some ways that you can extend hospitality better so that way you can make your space more hospitable? Um, And there are all sorts of ways that that can be done in a healthy way so that, um, you know, your church can actually really be welcoming and and open. And and the way that we do that is one by by building those relationships. And so work towards building those relationships during this season. And if they don't come back until next season, that's fine. Just say, hey, it's good to see Mm -hmm. you this year. Um, We're glad that you're here. Uh, If you need anything, just let us know. You know, I think that that's a good place for us to land today. Love it. So uh, with this being the uh, Christmas season um, and holiday season, I encourage you to go on our website at beardedtheologians.com and uh, listen uh, to some past podcasts of different things that we've talked about. If you're a preacher and you're looking for different things to talk about during Advent, we have a plethora of resources now for you to listen to. Um, We've been doing this for six years, about to enter year number seven, uh, over 340 episodes now. and so, you know, we encourage you to, to do that. Um, if you're looking for a gift for your uh, bearded theologian in your life, uh, pick up some uh, Zazzle gear for us. Uh, it, it really, uh, it doesn't help us at all. <laughs> and, and honestly, we offer that for you all so you can, you know, have some cool thing swag to share. Um, and so for the bearded theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.